Hi, my name is Molly and I love all things ghoulish, macabre, spooky and paranormal. If you do too, then you'll love to tune in and listen to me, bringing you haunted tales from every county in the United Kingdom and eventually beyond. Each week, I pick a county randomly from my ghost-haunted box and bring to you a ghostly tale from that particular county. This week, we have been transported to the majestic county of Northumberland. So sit or lie back and let's get ghoulish. Based on recent growth rates, they estimate the current population of Northumberland to be 322,000. Northumberland is a ceremonial county and historic county in north-east England, bordering Scotland. It is bordered by the Scottish borders to the north, the North Sea to the east, Tyne and Weir and County Durham to the south and Cumbria to the west. The town of Blyth is the largest settlement. Northumberland is home to Hadrian's Wall, a UNESCO World Heritage Site built by the Romans in the second century. The county boasts one of the darkest skies in Europe, making it an ideal spot for stargazing. Northumberland has more castles than any other county in England, including Alnwick Castle, known for its role in Harry Potter films. It's the birthplace of Grace Darling, a Victorian heroine who rescued shipwreck survivors. The town of Berwick-upon-Tweed changed hands between England and Scotland 13 times in its history. Kilda Water in Northumberland is the largest man-made lake in Northern Europe. The village of Bamborough is said to be the real-life location of Sir Lancelot's birthplace in Arthurian legend. Northumberland has its own tartan, designed in 2008 to celebrate the county's distinct identity. The famous Lindisfarne Gospels, an illuminated manuscript, were created on Holy Island in the 7th century. Hexham, in Northumberland, has one of the oldest purpose-built mooting halls in the world, dating back to 1330. A moot hall refers to a structure used for meetings or assemblies, primarily for resolving local matters. In Anglo-Saxon England, a circular earthen embankment called a moot hill or moot mound was the venue where local leaders of the hundred gathered to make decisions. Over time, some of these locations developed into permanent structures identified as moot halls. The Alnwick Garden features the world's largest wooden treehouse. Northumberland National Park is home to the Cheviot Hills, offering stunning landscapes and hiking opportunities. 
the county hosts an annual tar barrel rolling event in Allendale, where participants roll burning tar barrels through the streets. Sea Houses, a coastal village, is known for its colourful beach huts and as a gateway to the Farne Islands, a wildlife haven. Northumberland is part of the International Dark Sky Park, providing unparalleled views of stars and the Milky Way. The iconic puffin population thrives on the Farne Islands, attracting bird watchers from around the world. The historic market town of Morpeth hosts an annual Mad Hatter's Tea Party with quirky hats and festivities. The county is home to the picturesque Belzay Hall, Castle and Gardens, featuring a unique quarry garden. The Alnwick Poison Garden at Alnwick Castle showcases a variety of deadly plants from around the world. Northumberland hosts the Miners' Picnic at Woodhorn Museum, celebrating the region's coal mining heritage. In this episode, we will delve into the extensive and detailed haunted history of Northumberland. From ancient battles and formidable castles to tales of love and tragedy, Northumberland's past is rich with ghostly lore. Special thanks extended to my sources of research, haunted rooms, coquette cottages and paranormal database. Bamborough Castle Bamborough Castle stands majestically as a beacon along the Northumberland coast, capturing the imagination in countless paintings, postcards and photographs throughout the years. With its origins tracing back to 547 AD, the castle's rich tapestry of history is as compelling as it is ancient. It's no wonder that it's reputed to be a nexus of spectral activity, home to a host of spirits that echo through its halls. Among its ethereal inhabitants, two vibrant female apparitions are particularly noteworthy. The Pink Lady, a young woman consumed by heartbreak after her love was banished by her father for seven years, roams the castle grounds. In a tragic tale of love lost, she adorned herself in a new pink dress, a gift from her father to mend her broken heart, only to leap to her demise from the castle's heights. Her spirit, clad in pink, is said to return every seven years, eternally searching for her beloved. The Green Lady, another spectral figure, is often seen descending the stairs. Enshrouded in a green shawl and clutching a mysterious bundle. Witnesses who hasten to her aid are met with nothingness as she vanishes before their eyes, leaving a trail of mystery and intrigue. The castle 
is also rife with tales of a ghostly knight, a spectral soldier, and various shadowy figures that manifest throughout its expanse, contributing to its haunted reputation. Visitors frequently report eerie whispers, unexplained footsteps, and the sensation of invisible presences touching them, adding to the allure and mystique of Bamburgh Castle's haunted legacy. Lindisfarne Priory in Berwick-upon-Tweed Holy Island emerges as a tapestry of vivid history, now acclaimed as one of the UK's most breathtakingly picturesque locales, with an aura of mystique given its haunted legends. In 635, the foundations of Lindisfarne Priory were laid by St Aidan on this sacred isle, marking a cornerstone of its rich heritage. The island's spiritual significance was further cemented in 664 when St Cuthbert graced its shores, later becoming the Bishop of Lindisfarne in 685. Upon his death, St Cuthbert was interred on on the island and astonishingly, when his tomb was later opened, his body was discovered to be impeccably preserved, drawing throngs of pilgrims to Lindisfarne in reverence. However, the looming threat of Viking raids compelled the monks to relocate his remains and other sacred relics to safeguard them from desecration. In present times, the island whispers tales of St Cuthbert's spirit, Seen robed in his monastic simplicity, meandering through the priory and castle grounds, and by the shoreline crafting cuddies beads from fossilised sea lilies, once treasured as rosaries or necklaces. Yet, the spectral presence of St Cuthbert is not alone in haunting the island. Visions of a soldier from Cromwell's era within the castle walls and phantoms of monks haunting the priory grounds enriched the lore of Holy Island, making it a nexus of historical and supernatural fascination. Haggerston Castle, also in Berwick-upon-Tweed. When the topic of haunted locales arises, Haggerston Castle may not be the immediate contender that springs to mind given its primary identity as a family holiday park under the care of Haven. Yet, beneath the surface of its recreational charm lies a history that stretches back to at least 1311. Shrouded in the mysteries of a bygone era, disrupted by fires that swallowed early records, once occupied by the de Hagodestons, believed to be part of William the Conqueror's invasion force, the castle's remnants now echo tales of a distant past, with only a solitary tower and a haunting rotunda standing as witnesses to history. Within the holiday park's expanse, staff members have shared eerie accounts of a Victorian-dressed little girl frolicking near the castle's remains. 
an ethereal presence that adds a touch of spectral intrigue to the modern-day retreat. Unexplained noises reverberate through various corners and electrical equipment mysteriously springs to life, weaving an uncanny tapestry of inexplicable phenomena. The park's history is further woven with threads of mystical lore as whispers tell of fires sparked by a witch's curse, casting an otherworldly spell over Haggerston Castle and infusing it with an aura of haunting mystique. The Schooner Hotel in Almuth. The Schooner Hotel, nestled in the quaint village of Almuth, Northumberland, stands as a relic of the 1600s, originally conceived as a coaching inn, yet its time-worn walls bear witness to a tumultuous history, having sheltered a motley crew of smugglers, murderers, vagabonds and rogues throughout the ages. This historic edifice is imbued with a dark tapestry of tales, of suicides, murders and massacres that render it one of Northumberland's most haunting destinations. An astounding tally of over 60 spectres are said to tread its hallowed halls and shadowy corridors, earning the Schooner Hotel the title of Britain's most haunted establishment, with a staggering 3,000 paranormal reports documented, and that's only from recent years. The stories of these restless souls are too numerous to recount in full, but a select few stand out in their eerie prominence. Room 28, a place marred by chilling tales of tragedy, resonates with disembodied children's voices, the haunting sounds of their tears and the anguished screams of women Guests who venture into this room often speak of an overwhelming dread, an uncanny sense of not being alone. Room 20 offers no respite from the supernatural, as a sinister shadowy figure darts forth from within, colliding with the fire doors opposite. Those who have borne witness to this spectral entity describe a bone-chilling encounter, for should the shadow perceive you, it turns and advances with alarming speed. None can attest to the outcome if it should ever close the distance. Room 16 and 17 share their own tales of apparitions, with ghostly figures sometimes emerging at the end of guests' beds or even manifesting in the corridor. A mischievous spirit resembling a young boy, merrily races down the passage, knocking on doors, a secret door once connecting these rooms, now a testament to their enigmatic past. Another trio of rooms, 28 through 30, conceal their own enigmas, shrouded in unexplained sounds, knocks, bangs and whispers. Guests have reported overwhelming sensations, of sickness and dizziness within these chambers, as if the very air itself 
carries the weight of the unknown, weaving a mystique that permeates every corner of the Schooner Hotel. Chillingham Castle Chillingham Castle, with its eerie torture chamber and forbidding dungeons, serves as an ominous testament to the spectral wonders that lie within its ancient walls. A mere glimpse of these grim chambers hints at the chilling truth. This is indisputably one of Northumberland's most hauntingly enigmatic locations. Since the 1200s, the Earl's Grey family has held unbroken dominion over the castle, sharing their ancestral home with a host of otherworldly residents. Among these spectral denizens, the enigmatic Blue Boy emerges as a captivating figure. Although his name remains unrecorded and the annals of history, his presence is undeniable. His mournful cries echoing with pain and fear are frequently heard around midnight, emanating from the impenetrable tall tower wall within the pink room. As the haunting wails pierce the stillness, a celestial halo of light materialises, accompanied at times by the ethereal visage of an antique four-poster bed. Standing guard behind the bed is the shimmering apparition of a young boy attired entirely in blue. In the 1920s, during construction work to breach the tower wall for room access, a startling discovery was made. The labourers unearthed the skeletal remains of a child and fragments of blue cloth. A proper burial was bestowed upon the boy and the mournful cries ceased. However, an intermittent halo of blue light continues to grace the room, a spectral echo of the past. But the blue boy is not the sole phantasm within Chillingham Castle's enigmatic confines. Among the spectral ensemble, the white pantry ghost claims her own share of intrigue. She materialises at the inner pantry, a frail ghostly figure cloaked in pallid white. Her spectral appearances span centuries, consistently following the same pattern. The first documented encounter incurred as a footman guarding the silverware within the pantry encountered a mysterious woman who implored him for water. Believing her to be a guest, he set out to fetch the water, only to realise, with a shiver of dread, that he was locked in and no one could have entered. To this day, she materialises in the same manner, leaving observers to speculate whether her unquenchable thirst betrays a grim demise by poisoning. Chillingham Castle's spectral repertoire extends beyond these notable entities, encompassing disembodied voices engaged in cryptic conversations, creeping darkness infusing certain areas with an oppressive presence, the forlorn spirit of Lady Mary wandering the corridors in search of her husband, and the haunting presence of a tormented child. 
In every shadowy corner, an echoing corridor, the castle's ghostly tapestry weaves a captivating and enigmatic narrative that beckons those brave enough to venture within. Winter's Gibbet Situated two and a half miles from Elsdon and a mere 12 miles from Rothbury, the gibbet stands as a solemn sentinel on the forest's edge, a stark reminder of its grim purpose as an execution pole. Hidden from view by any conspicuous signage, it easily eludes the casual observer, waiting in silence to reveal its haunting history to those who seek it. The tale woven around this solitary gallows is one of darkness and infamy, anchored in the deeds of William Winter, a notorious and unrepentant criminal. In the year 1792, in concert with two female accomplices, he orchestrated the murder of an innocent woman named Margaret Crozier, a mere two miles south of Elsdon. Justice eventually caught up with William and his nefarious associates, leading to their grim fate, hanging in the city of Newcastle for their heinous crimes. However, the punishment did not end there, for their lifeless bodies were transported to the gibbet, where they would serve as a chilling example to all who passed. While the woman's remains were promptly claimed by local physicians, Williams's corpse endured a macabre fate, left to dangle until his garments succumbed to decay. The gibbet stood vigil, bearing witness to the relentless passage of time and local customs. Over the years, the wood has been remade several times each incarnation preserving the eerie legacy of its predecessor. In its wisp, it is whispered among the locals that the original gibbet held a sought-after treasure, silver, believed to possess curative powers against the torment of toothache. In recent times, the gibbet has returned to prominence, not as an instrument of execution, but as a haunting apparition in itself. Reports have emerged of William's spectral presence wandering the vicinity of the gibbet under the shroud of night, a ghostly echo of the malevolence that once bound him to this desolate place. Simon sighed Dwergers. An age-old legend weaves a chilling narrative amidst the Simon Side Hills, where a malevolent colony of diminutive creatures known as Dwergers dwells in the shadowy abyss. Under the cover of the darkest nights, they embark on treacherous hunts, preying on hapless wanderers who have strayed into their desolate realm. These fiendish beings employ cunning tactics to ensnare their unwitting victims, luring them with the deceptive glow of a tiny light perched perilously at the precipice's edge, or guiding them into the treacherous clutches of a foreboding bog. Tales of the Dwergers' nefarious exploits abound, 
with daring travellers often venturing into the hills, determined to disprove their existence, only to be confronted with the stark reality of their dwarvish dominion. Exploration of the woodland carries its own risks, as one might stumble upon a sinister Dwerger's stone hut, a grim testament to their presence. The accounts of one intrepid traveller serve as a harrowing reminder of the perils that await as he approached such a hut, only to be ambushed by these malevolent creatures wielding crude clubs. Miraculously, he narrowly escaped with his life, leaving behind a haunting tale of a close encounter with the Dwergers that continues to send shivers down the spines of those who dare to tread into their eerie domain. The Alnwick Castle Vampire Legend Exploration of any castle is an invitation to delve into its haunting history, where the weight of the past can prove chilling for some, yet for others it's an exhilarating journey into the unknown. Among the myriad legends woven into the tapestry of the ancient Alnwick Castle, one story stands out. A tale that conjures images of a castle giving birth to its own vampire. The saga of the hunchback vampire unfolds as a spectral wanderer haunting the castle's ancient grounds, casting a shadow of terror in its wake. This creepy narrative finds its roots in the meticulous accounts of a medieval chronicler, William de Newborough, whose words bear witness to the figure's nightly ascension from a grave and ensuing havoc it wrought upon the local peasantry. As fear swelled, the decision was made to unearth the grave and, ex and expose the malevolent truth. What met their eyes defied explanation. A body that remained fresh and teeming with blood. A grisly testament to the creature's unholy feasting upon the living. The villagers, undeterred by the horrors they faced, took decisive action, reducing the vampire to ashes in a blazing inferno. From that day onward, the reign of terror ceased, and the land found respite. For those who dare to tread within the quiet embrace of Alnwick Castle on a hushed day, a whispered secret awaits. It is said that in moments of silence, one can discern the faint breathing of the monster and the echoing footsteps from the castle's loftiest tower, a haunting reminder that legends once birthed can etch their indelible mark upon the soul of a place for eternity. And here I've curated a collection of my preferred entries sourced from the Paranormal Database. So, witchy neighbourhood in Acklington in the general area of the 19th century. Um... And it was a legend and it was said that the people from this area had a reputation as being practitioners of witchcraft. The White Lady in Akeld, a small piece of woodland between village and Yevering, may no longer stand. 
a haunting manifestation around, they think, the 19th century. A small strip of woodland was said to be home to a white female phantom. Lancelot, which is in Alnwick, Joyous Guard, possibly Alnwick Castle, which is a legend, time unknown. Lancelot was laid to rest at his castle, Joyous Guard. Some believe that this fort later became known as Alnwick Castle. Then we've got a wishing well also located in Alnwick and also known as a pinwell. Was in Parkland, not known if it still exists, it says. It is a legend and it was unknown when it was built. And tradition said that your wishes would come true if you walk three times around the well before leaping across it and dropping in a pin. Cursed bottles also in Alnwick in Yield Cross pub. Type curse, date and time still present with a question mark. And it says a collection of bottles on display in the pub are reportedly cursed. The last person to touch them died soon after and now they are covered up to avoid further mishaps. Ooh. Next one is a schoolboy in Alwington, private residence outside a village, a haunting manifestation around 1980s era. And it's of a young boy around six years old and wearing a school uniform was seen in the garden by someone at home. The child looked solid but disappeared near the garden gate. A local legend says that a young schoolboy had drowned in a nearby river. Leaping woman in Amble, cliffs close to Cliff House. It's a haunting manifestation and the date and time is every October the 31st, so Halloween, reoccurring and a ghostly woman leaps from these cliffs, fading away before she hits the sea below. Waters of Luck, Burtley, which is a village well, it may no longer exist. It is a legend around the 19th century, and it's said that miners would visit this well during the early hours of New Year's Day to fill their flasks, as it was believed any household which housed the water throughout the year would have luck bestowed upon it. A Victorian woman located in Berwick-upon-Tweed, Gatehouse, Sandgate, haunting manifestation, unknown date and time. It has been reported that a Victorian woman haunts beneath the gatehouse, ascending the stairs before vanishing. Some people have seen her peering out of the attack window. And lastly was the woman in black, located in Blackheadon, roads around village, haunting manifestation, date and time unknown, and it was of this ghostly girl, forlornly, drifts around the village. It is thought that she was accidentally trampled to death by horsemen many years ago. This ghost should not be confused with the other Blackheadon spirit, familiarly, familiarly, sorry, I can't say that, familiar, let's just leave it, known as Silky.
It jumps on the backs of passing horse riders, scaring them and often causing the horse to bolt. So as we wrap up this journey through Northumberland's ghostly stories, keep in mind that we've only scratched the surface. We've explored tales of vampires, castles, Sir Lancelot, the woman in black, and even chilling suicide hotel rooms. We've walked on the grounds of a historic execution site and learned about malevolent creatures in the hillside. As we conclude this episode, remember that the mysteries of Northumberland's past run deep and there's much more to uncover. The ghosts of this ancient land have many stories to tell and your curiosity can lead you to discover even more paranormal tales in the future. Keep listening for the whispers of history's ghosts. Before I go, let's see where the ghost haunted box has chosen for us to investigate next. And it is Warwickshire. Join me next week on Friday the 2nd of February to find out what I've discovered about the county of Warwickshire. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Ghost Haunted with Molly or my username which is Hauntologist1. If you appreciate my work and want to show your support, you can leave a friendly tip in my virtual tip jar. You'll find the links in the description box. Your support means a lot to me. Thank you. Until next week, stay curious, stay cautious and never let your guard down. For the realm of the unknown is always closer than we think.